The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by ComBank, committed to being a better bank. Find out more at combank.com.au forward slash better. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Wednesday the 20th of November. In your Squiz today, what is robo-debt? Australian man Timothy Weeks has been freed in a Taliban prison swap. Samoa's measles crisis. And South Australia braces for fires. This is your Squiz today. So in order to understand the first news item today, you've got to understand what robo-debt is. Let me explain. Strap yourselves in. This will be a little bit lengthy, (laughs) but we'll get there. Basically, the Department of Human Services, which is in charge of Centrelink, has access to data reported to the tax office. They then look at the income that's been reported and the benefits you might have been paid to see if you've been overpaid at all. Pre-2016, this was a human process. So someone would check it and send you a letter saying you owe X amount if that's the case. In an attempt to make this process more efficient, the federal government automated it. So a computer scans the data, makes an assessment, and if needs be, spits out a letter and sends it to you. No humans involved. This system is known as RoboDebt. How did I do? You did really well. (laughs) Thank you. But part of that algorithm in the system has caused the government quite a few problems. It has not just political problems, but real problems with the people who claim either family payments or welfare payments from Centrelink. What happens is when you report your income, which you're required to do quite regularly, and you report a blip, say you've done a few more hours at your casual job, that information is then put into the system. It might spit out that you're going to owe a debt because it's recording you at that higher income level, and then it generates a debt notice even though if you actually looked over the year, you wouldn't have a debt, uh, this automated process has caused some real issues. That's the averaging income process. That's exactly right. Which does make sense now. Totally get that. So what the government's announced is they're not getting rid of robo-debt altogether, but this part of the process. Yeah, they're saying when it only relies on that averaging income data, that's not the way to do it. It's going to review that uh, and also in the process suspend some of those debts while it has a look at it. So the government's been pretty specific about their language. They've also got the threat of a class action against them. So a tricky area. Australian man Timothy Winks is a teacher from the New South Wales town of Wagga Wagga. In 2016, while working at the American University of Kabul, he was captured by the Taliban along with his American colleague, Kevin King. Yesterday, it was announced he'd been released. The Australian government said that it was really happy that he's been released. It was part of a prisoner swap that was negotiated by the government of Afghanistan uh, with the Australian government involved. And he's apparently heading to a military base in Germany for initial medical checks. We don't know a whole lot about what's happened to him across the last three years. I expect there'll be more about that over the coming weeks and months. Yesterday, we spoke of pro-democracy protesters being holed up inside the Polytech University in Hong Kong with threats of arrest as they try to get out. What's happened in the last 24 hours? So reports say there's still about 200 protesters remaining inside that university and police are really adamant that they're going to be charged with rioting offences. That's an issue because that's a serious charge that has about a 10-year prison sentence attached to it. So you can understand why they're reticent to really get out of there. The United Nations has called for calm and asked for authorities to really de-escalate that situation. 
plenty of world news today. In Samoa, our government is providing medical assistance as 16 people have died and reports say more than 100 new cases of the measles have been recorded since Monday. It appears most of the confirmed dead are children. Low levels of immunisation are being blamed for the spread of the disease. And the West Bank is a stretch of land to the east of Israel. It's very much a contested area and the US has long considered those Israelis who are settled there to be violating international law. That is until yesterday. What's happened yesterday is the US Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said that they no longer consider Israel's West Bank settlements to be a violation of international law. Critics say that that's a position that's designed to help Benjamin Netanyahu hang on to power. They've still got issues in Israel about who's leading that country. Netanyahu in that election campaign announced that he would formally annex large parts of that contested area. What is what is happening? with their elections. They're still in a stalemate? Still in that stalemate. There's still negotiations. I think people are now waiting for the president to call a new election, which would be their third in in a year. And just to close out world news, Sweden has dropped its sexual assault investigation into WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange. He remains in detention in the UK while fighting an extradition request from the US. Locally now to fires and South Australia, the real focus today, temperatures there set to be above 40 degrees and strong winds are expected. They're going to close 110 plus schools and kindergartens today in preparation for those fires. More than half of those schools are going to be closed in the Mount Lofty Ranges. Authorities really did uh, the rounds of the media yesterday preparing people for catastrophic fire conditions. So fingers crossed for them today. Uh, Also, dangerous fires still burning in New South Wales and in Queensland. And we've talked before about the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission Chair Rod Sims and the attention he's paying to the tech giants when it comes to competition. On that theme, he's given a warning to consumers after Google earlier this month announced they had bought fitness device company Fitbit. What's his main concern? His main concern is that when we sign up uh, to using devices like Fitbit, we sign up to a set of privacy Mm. policies. Google has given the assurance that it won't retarget users with Google ads from the data it collects from Fitbit. But Rod Sims is saying, well, you can't really take them at their word because they change their privacy policies all the time. Is that that thing you agree to when you sign up to all this stuff that you don't read? (laughs) Exactly right. That sort of reams of text and then a big button saying, I agree. Yeah, it's exactly right. Our three-minute squiz is a weekly interview with a notable squizzer. This week, it's with comedian Sammy J. Given he is a comedian, it's lucky we're recommending people have a read of his three-minute squiz because it's funny. (laughs) It's a really good read this morning. Sam McMillan is his formal name, I guess. He's currently got an ABC comedy series um, simply titled Sammy J, which... Kate, you and I have referenced in the past. He does an excellent sort of current affairs yoga flow, which I find hilarious. And yeah, we're really glad that he's a squizzer. You can find that interview at the top of the Squiz Today email or via our website. I'll also put a link in your episode notes. And uh, we run a startup, Claire. We're all about innovation. So actually finding the latest scientific invention, slippery toilet coating, that means stuff doesn't stick. Quite impressive. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bit gross, but the whole idea is to save water. 
It's a bit gross for first thing in the morning and good taste um, and decorum. I won't go into the details of that, but that goes to our subject line today. I've gone for the Simon and Garfunkel song, Slip Sliding Away. There you go. If you're, more, if you're interested in what that invention actually is, we might not explain it over the podcast today, but you can, <laughs> certainly, you can certainly read about it. It is. It's really, really quite impressive. That's all from us today. Heavy news day. Don't forget you can follow The Squeeze on Twitter, Facebook or Instagram. Enjoy your Wednesday and we'll chat to you tomorrow. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesqueeze.com.au. A message now from our podcast partner, BHP. The steel made from iron ore plays an important role in providing the production of our energy infrastructure, from wind turbines to power poles. So cutting carbon emissions in iron ore production is key. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power its port facilities at Port Headland. It's happening now at BHP.